Welcome to The Savvy Founder, the one place for entrepreneurs and business owners, away from the everyday bustle, where we help you find your path to a profitable and bright future. Now here's your host, The Savvy Founder and armchair sociologist himself, Philip Topham. Hello and welcome to The Savvy Founder. I'm Philip Topham, your host. In today's episode, I want to talk about something that's all too common, and that is, what is the biggest mistake in a pitch deck? And you might be asking, well, I hope I didn't do this. Well, I hope you didn't. But too often I do see this. Even just this month, I had a new founder, very proud of what they had built, and out of a 20-slide pitch deck, nine of those slides were describing their product. And so the pitch deck that they were presenting was a product deck. They were pitching a product, and they made the number one sin that all investors cringe from, and it is they want to see an investment pitch deck. They want to see that your business is worth investing in, and it's going to provide them a rate of return. And what do I mean by this, really? What, what is the investor looking for? I mean, certainly they need to know how your product works, right? They should. It, 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 but actually, that comes into the due diligence phase. What they really want to know is, is it going to give me money? Am I going to get returns? And if you stop and think about this, you may be an investor yourself. You may invest in the stock market or money market or something else where you put money in and you get a rate of return. Investors do the same thing, whether they're angel investors, venture capitalists, private equity firms, they all have a, a investment strategy or a thesis where they invest in certain things. And part of that is identifying what is it that the rate of return needs to be. Do they invest in things that are very safe and they really want it proven? Those kinds of investors only invest in say B round or C rounds where the business is already established, it's growing, it's very highly likely they'll get their money back because their money is simply being used for growth. Whereas an early stage investor that invests in uh, unproven business models in the seed stage or even pre-seed, they're, they're investing saying that you're going to move your investment along and make it better. You're going to move your business along and make it a better business and more investable. So again, let's, let's think about that for a second. If I'm an angel investor and I have some money to invest, I want to invest and make sure that I don't lose it. Now, I know that if I invest in some companies, some of them are going to go out of business and some of them are going to just barely make it. And only one or two are going to really do very, very well. So imagine right now the stock market is doing, historically has always done 10, 11% for a very long time, uh, Standard and Poor's, the Dow. Now, I probably want to make better 
than the, the stock market. And especially if I'm going to invest in very risky things, I might want a 25, 30% rate of return on the money that I invest. Now, that sounds pretty good because as a startup, boy, all I need to do is, is grow my business by 30% and the investors should be happy. Well, sorry to disappoint you, but you've got to make up for all the other losses. Now, from an investor perspective, they're going to invest in say 10 companies. Maybe two or three are going to completely lose, you know, two, three, four, five are going to lose all the money that I invested. And a couple are going to break even. So they, you know, the amount of money I put in, I get that money back, but I don't actually lose that money. And yet the last company needs to make up for all of those companies so that my entire 10 investments in 10 different startups yields 30%. What that means is 30% times 10 companies. I need to make a 300% rate of return on that one single company that carries the weight for all my other poor outcomes for the other businesses that didn't succeed. So that's a tall order. So when you're pitching your business, investors are doing that. They're judging what rate of return am I going to get out of it? And what really that means is they're judging the riskiness of your business. Well, how do they judge your riskiness of the business? Well, they look at your business plan. Your business plan is simply your pitch deck in a, your, your business plan is set as a pitch deck where it explains exactly what you intend to do with the business or have done with the business. So everything that your business is, is represented in the pitch. It represents the key aspects. And we can go back to the lean business canvas. Now I'm not going to go and give a primer on the Lean Business Canvas. You can simply search Google for Lean Business Canvas and watch any Google or YouTube videos on that. But that canvas is a one-page business plan. It articulates exactly what is the problem that you're trying to solve and the solution, your product or service, that solves that problem. And it, it's got to be so obvious that the solution minus the problem creates a big value, big profit. And let me say that again, that the solution simply minus the problem has to equal a profit that the customer is willing to, uh, money the customer is willing to pay you. That's pretty simple. And it has to be very obvious in the first, first 45 seconds, the investor has to understand the aha moment that says, aha, you're going to make money because your solution solves a big and massive problem. And when I say massive, it's great if you make a profit, but how big is the market? Are you going to be a $50 million company? You're going to be a $100 million company? You have a potential of being a billion dollar company? All of these things factor into the risk reward that an investor is looking at. And different kinds of investors choose different investment theses. 
That's why some only invest in Internet of Things, others in just B2B services, others in consumer products. They each have a way of investing and looking at the world. So when you put together your pitch deck, I would strongly urge you to look at the Lean Business Canvas and everything's out laid there. We've already talked about the problem, the solution, and your unique val value proposition, your unique selling proposition. How are you gonna position your product compared to all the other competitors in the market? And then once you have that, who are you gonna target? What market are you gonna target? What segments are you gonna target? And how are you gonna reach them? Are you gonna have a direct sales force? Are you gonna do an internet click funnel of some sort? Are you gonna do use social influencers to promote your, uh, your product on Instagram or TikTok? How are you gonna actually sell your product? Will you need an on-site sales force? Will you need customer experience people? All of these are part of your business and business plan. Now, it might come as obvious, but a lot of startups say, hey, I don't have the answers for that. I don't know what I, I don't know yet. That's okay. But what you're, what you're trying to articulate is, here's what, I, here's what I do know about my business. And for the earliest of early investors, those that invest in pre-seed and seed, they wanna know that if they give you money, that you'll use that money to figure out more about your business and prove that your business is a very viable model. Now, the, risk, the earlier you get, the harder it is to find an investor that'll invest in that space. That's why oftentimes the friends and family is your first round of raising money because they believe in you and what you're doing. They know you intimately, they know what you've done in your life, they trust you, and they wanna help you out. An investor, he wants a rate of return. Completely different objectives. Now, with that said, there's one other thing you should know about the way an investor thinks, and that is there's two kinds of investors, investors that are investing their own money and investors that are investing other people's money. When they're investing other people's money, remember that 10, 10 company example? They very religiously follow that kind of model where they spread the risk out across many companies. And they have to truly believe that the risk matches their profile. If it's ever outside of that profile, they won't do it. They'll just say no, because it's somebody else's money. It's not my money. It's a group of people's money. And if they fail to deliver the rate of return for the fund that they've raised, they won't ever be able to raise more money for the next fund. So they become very conservative. However, when the person's investing their own money, they remember how it was like for themselves to raise money. So what I'm talking about here is the founder that did have an exit and now they wanna give back and they're choosing to invest their own money personally themselves. They're very different in the way that they consider investments because they're investing in 
a younger version of themselves, somebody else that's struggling. So that's one of the ways to look at a pitch deck. But back to the basic mistake is whenever you're pitching your business, absolutely keep in mind that you're pitching a rate of return for the investors. If you keep that in mind and you help them understand how you have identified all of the aspects of your business and how you've solved that by getting letters of intent to reduce the risk, by getting users to use your system, by getting uh, data and statistics to show that people are signing up more and more and more. Those are all evidence that you've reduced the risk in the business. So it's pretty simple to do a pitch deck to, for an investor, as long as you just keep in mind you're pitching a business, you're not selling the product. Leave that for the salespeople to sell the product. You're pitching the business. I hope today's episode will help you rethink your own pitch and help shorten your journey. If you'd like help with your pitch or just want to talk to me about your startup, you can book a free no-cost call with me at askthesavvyfounder.youcanbook.me. I'll also have the link in the show notes. If you'd like uh, help with your pitch deck, you can also grab the free copy of the 10 most fixable pitch deck mistakes for the perfect pitch by visiting www.thesavvyfounder.com. And finally, please remember to share this podcast with a fellow founder so they can shorten their journey and be sure to leave a five-star review. Wishing you a bright and profitable future in both your business and personal life. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and check out our website for tips, thesavvyfounder.com. You can also follow Philip on Clubhouse at The Savvy Founder. Wishing you a profitable and bright future. Safe journeys. See you next week.